ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my goddesses, wise, wild women of the world, my purpose girls. So now that we are past 2222, which is just a date that I love, and we're on the way to 22222, I just feel like it's such a magical time. This is the time to ground into what would be the biggest, dreamiest, starbound, even craziest, most audacious, most thrilling dream that you could possibly achieve this year? What would be the thing that seems so out there and yet calls your soul so much that even just thinking about it gives you chills all over your body? You know, the thing that makes you both nervous and excited. Maybe the thing that seems impossible. Maybe the thing that you've been beating yourself up over the last few years saying, yep, I didn't do it again. I just got an email from someone inquiring about coaching and she said, Karen, I am so tired of playing small. I keep hiding and I know my potential. And maybe you know what that thing is. Maybe it's writing a book. For one of my clients, it's singing on stage. I didn't even know this until we were in our Goddess Unleashed group program. And then she shared it with tears in her eyes that that is her dream to sing on Broadway. And I said, oh, sister, will you sing for us now? And she had never sung publicly, but this was her dream. And so maybe you know what that thing is, or maybe this is going to be a moment of reflection for you to really sit with this tonight, to pause right now and ask yourself that. But one of the things that we know from the science of happiness, positive psychology, is that when you accomplish that goal or those goals, or you take steps toward them, you feel so freaking good. Because we all know how it feels to not follow those dreams, right? That's when you beat yourself up. That's when you say, I'm not good enough. That's when you call yourself lazy or procrastinating, all the things that your brain says. But we know from the research that when you achieve those bone chilling, full of desire goals, you feel so awesome. I mean, that's just all there is to it. You feel awesome. You feel like you're on fire. You feel proud of yourself. And it's one of the major keys to happiness. And another one of the reasons that I freaking love purpose, it makes us feel so good. And so now that we're in this magical time of two, 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 before two, 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 let's zone in on what that big, hairy, audacious, magical dream and goal would be for you. And I want to break down how you can achieve it. And I'm going to break down how you can achieve it by breaking down a goal that I achieved last year. So that you can see step by step how I took something that seemed literally impossible and actually made it happen. 
And that thing that I did was to host and create the world's largest event for International Women's Day. And I did it within eight weeks. <laughs> and it was crazy. 2,500 women, 12 hours straight, 25 speakers all over the world. I mean, it was an extravaganza. Women saying it was one of the best days of their lives. In fact, instead of a review of the week for the podcast, I'm going to read a review, a couple of reviews of that. A woman said, incredible representation of brilliant goddesses. Thank you. Another woman who attended said, this has been a day of discovery, growth. Thank you, Karen, and all who took the time to shine. Another woman who attended said, the day was incredible, how it was pulled together, your team, speakers, panels, so many take-homes. You freaking did it. She went on in her review to say, go rest, spend tomorrow with Shay. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yes, yes, yes. And so my team and I created and hosted the world's largest event for International Women's Day. We pulled it together in eight weeks with New York Times bestselling authors as speakers and panels on sensuality and exercise classes. And it was incredible. And I'm going to break down how we did it step by step on this episode of the Purpose Girl podcast so that you can do the same. Now, before I do so, I also want to tell you that we are coming up on the second annual. The second annual The Women's Day event is now open for registration and it's totally free and wait till you hear the lineup. So again, it is 12 hours. You don't have to attend the whole thing. It's 8 a.m. Eastern until 8 p.m. Eastern. And all day, I am bringing you New York Times bestselling authors, including, drumroll please, the one, the only, Regina Thomashauer, otherwise known as Mama Gina, who wrote the incredible, incredible book that I reference all the time on the Purpose Girl podcast, Pussy, A Reclamation. She is my mentor. She is a soul sister. She is a friend. And she is going to rock your world. I did two years of study with her, and she completely brought out my sensuality, my sexuality, my freedom, my aliveness, my iconic truth. As woman, you're going to incredibly die. Like women pay thousands of dollars to work with her, and I am bringing her to you for free at the Women's Day event on March 8th. And you can register for free at thewomensdayevent.com. Totally free. Invite your friends, invite your mom, invite your sisters, your colleagues at work, all of it. Other speakers. I mean, I feel like I need a drum roll all the time, right? Chris Carlson, who you may or may not know, but she is the co-author of Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. Her husband wrote the original Don't Sweat the Small Stuff book, which became a New York Times bestseller years ago. They went on to write Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for couples. She wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff for women. And then her husband passed away. And it broke her heart open so completely that she was full of so much grief. She has now turned that grief into empowering women to turn that grief into purpose and joy. How to flip the switch when your heart is broken open. And Lifetime just made a movie about her life called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff that Heather Locklear played her in. And if you're my age at all, then you know Heather Locklear from Melrose Place and other shows. So Chris Carlson, again, people pay so much money to work with her. I am bringing her to you for free on March 8th, 2022. I cannot wait. Valerie Burton, who I've had on the show, who is a frequent life coach guest on the Today Show. She's been on Dr. Oz. She's been on CNN. She has written 12 books about women and happiness. She has had, I think, nearly a million copies of her various books sold. Her most recent book is all about guilt and how we let go of that woman guilt, that mom guilt. And again, she is speaking for you at the womensdayevent.com. 
I have so many incredible speakers lined up. Jenny Rochelle talking about intimacy. She's the queen of intimacy and connections, a panel on leadership and entrepreneurship. Former Congresswoman Marjorie Margolis is going to share her mission of helping women all over the world and how we can all be a part of it. I mean, the lineup is incredible. You do not want to miss this. Again, it's totally free. March 8th, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. You can come for an hour. You could come for the whole thing. So many women told me last year that they intended to sign on for like a half hour and then ended up all day. They were like, I couldn't even pee. I was so like into it. (laughs) So get your popcorn, get your fuzzy socks, bring all your girlfriends, tell them to register thewomensdayevent.com. It is the extravaganza of the year, the world's largest Women's Day event. And I bring it all to you for free. Let's break down how I accomplished this goal last year in only eight weeks. And I want to break it down for you so that you see how you could accomplish whatever that big, hairy, audacious goal is for you. Because on January 8th, when I woke up and I was like, Women's Day is coming up on March 8th. It's always March 8th, which happens to also be my grandparents' anniversary. May they rest in peace. So I always remember it. I always know the day. And most years, I would speak at a company on International Women's Day. The last company I spoke at was Amazon, March 6th, 2020, right before lockdown, right? I was like four or five months pregnant. We planned our whole baby moon around it. And they were actually the first company to have their employees work at home. So I flew out to Seattle and spoke into a camera in an empty auditorium that was supposed to hold 600 people. And it was incredible. And that was the last time I spoke at a company on International Women's Day. And so on January 8th last year, knowing that Women's Day was coming up, I thought, what company could I go speak at? Like, where are some women who need this message of purpose and aliveness and making your dream come true? But when I asked myself that question, all of a sudden I went, oh, no, 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 no. My purpose is larger than speaking at any one company. Because when I go speak at a company, even Amazon, there were a thousand people watching that day when I spoke. But I want to impact more than a thousand women. Yes, I want to impact each and every woman and human. But I realized in that moment, if I put together my own event and I invite other women to also share the stage with me, I am pulling other women with me. I'm creating a platform for them and their message. I'm therefore impacting them. And then if they all bring their audiences and all of our audiences and all these people come together, I can impact more women by hosting my own event than I could going to speak at any one company. And so I said to my team, let's run the world's largest Women's Day event. And they got so excited and I think probably so (laughs) a little nervous, like, are you crazy? And let me be clear of what my team consisted of at the time my incredible husband and business manager, Josh, and my incredible assistant, Rachel. So it was just three of us. And we were like, we're somehow going to do this. And we were so excited and didn't know the first thing of what we were doing. And so I had to think, what do I want this to look like? So as you are thinking of this big, audacious, hairy, crazy, impossible, yet totally possible goal, idea, dream, the first thing I want you to do is I want you to envision it. I want you to pause for a moment and close your eyes. If you're driving, don't do this right now. You're operating other heavy machinery. You can do this later. But if you're able to close your eyes, I want you to close your eyes for a moment and take a deep breath. 
inhaling in deeply, deeply into your belly, filling all the way up. And releasing out, uh, letting go. And then I want you to focus your attention on your mind, your third eye, the part of you that can see that which you can't see with your eyes. And I want you to take yourself to the other side of this dream, of this desire, that it is already done. I want you to see yourself after having accomplished it. See yourself so proud of yourself. Feel that pride in your bones. Feel that juicy excitement running through your veins. See yourself kicking back with your feet up on the table or the tears in your eyes as you look in the mirror and say, I did it. Taste that glass of champagne or sparkling water or tea that you're going to have after you've accomplished it. Smell the roses that someone is going to give you or that you're going to buy for yourself because you did it. A full-on sensory vision of having accomplished the thing. I want you to feel that deep into your bones. Because what we know, I've said on the podcast, but I want to repeat, is that your brain does not know the difference between what you visualize in your mind And what has actually happened? According to research, there is an 88% overlap in brain activity between actually seeing something with your eyes and seeing it visually. And so your brain thinks it has happened. Now, why is that important? Because your brain actually works for you. I know it might seem like your brain works against you with all of the doubt and excuses and procrastination and fear that come up around dreams. But that's because your mind is controlling you as opposed to what we're doing here is you controlling your mind and you setting the dream or desire and then telling your mind what to go do. Your mind actually is always working for you. It only comes up without the fear and the doubt because it thinks you really don't want the dream. But when you really sit in full body visualization, you are telling your body it is done. It is done. And when it is done, then your brain goes to work to make it done. It's how the brain works. So as you have full body, full sensory visualization, you are bringing it to life in real time. Now the brain can start actually getting to work on making that happen. So then with your visualization, I want you then to back up a few hours or a couple of days into the thing. So maybe it is like my one client singing on stage. So first she visualizes how she feels so proud of herself. We actually had this conversation when she shared that she wanted to sing. And I asked her, will you sing in front of all of us? And of course, she was scared and nervous. And I said, what song? She's like, I know I need to do this because I need to get over this fear. This is really my dream. So I turned on the song for her that she requested And she started singing with it and it was beautiful. And she looked so proud of herself and we all had tears in our eyes. And I said to her sister, do you want to sing at the Women's Day event? And it almost looked like a ghost had arrived. Her her whole mouth dropped. She lost color for a second. And she said, I have to say yes. She's like, I'm terrified and I have to say yes. And so she is singing at the Women's Day event. It's not quote unquote Broadway, but I'm giving her this opportunity to sing in front of thousands of women, which I'm going to get to as another step into how you make your dream come true. So I'll just preview it. 
is you tell people. She told me her dream and I had an ability to help make it happen. We so often don't tell people our dreams, our desires, our goals because we're afraid that we'll never do it. And then the person will come to us later and say, hey, how's that singing going? Or how's that book going? Or how's that podcast? And we will have to put our tail between our legs and go, er, didn't happen. And then we'll feel embarrassed and we'll beat ourselves up. Or we don't tell people because we don't know how to do it. And we think we're supposed to know everything. I mean, there's so many reasons. But she was so brave. She told me and the other group, she told us. And I had the ability to say, sister, here's your opportunity. I share that with you because I wanted her to visualize herself being on that stage. I wanted her to see herself having that opportunity. I wanted her to feel it. So I actually took her through a visualization that she was standing outside of the theater. People were giving her the roses, coming up to her, telling her how awesome she was. She was feeling so good. I asked her, what are you wearing after the performance? And she told me, she told me who was around her. I mean, it was this incredible visualization. And then she really felt it. And then it was like, all right, now our visualization is you on the stage. And how does that feel? And what are you actually singing? And what are you wearing? And what do you smell? And what do you taste? And so I then sat in for the Women's Day event last year, feeling this event happening. I saw myself interviewing these incredible people. I saw thousands of women on the other end, receiving, receiving, crying at their computers, laughing, dancing, moving around. Like I I visualized the whole thing. And I knew I wanted it to be something that wasn't just like a one hour webinar that I do all the time or other coaches do or other speakers do. I knew I didn't want it to only be work out or only be speaking. I wanted the whole kit and caboodle. And the reason I really wanted this was because women were disproportionately negatively financially impacted by the pandemic. The majority of jobs lost to the pandemic were lost by women. And that's for a couple of reasons. There were more women in the service industries that were hit harder, whether that was in the restaurant industry, serving various industries as well as more women took on the responsibilities of being with their children while they were at home in school, and therefore they needed to leave their jobs. Certainly there were some men in heterosexual relationships. Certainly there were some men that did that duty, but on average, women did it more than men. And so disproportionately, the pandemic set women back even more financially than they had been. Remember, on average, women make 20% less than men in the very same job. And so now we have more women leaving the workforce, more women out of a job. This really impacts our single mothers. I mean, this was a really big deal, especially for women. And that was my purpose and driver behind creating the Women's Day event for all women. I had this greater purpose. So as I'm visualizing, I saw all of these women who were home because of lockdown, who were home because they had to leave their job, who were home because they were displaced. And I saw them hearing from each and every speaker and feeling so empowered, feeling so powerful, feeling like everything and anything is possible, feeling like they are capable, having the tools and the know-how of how to manage their money, how to go for the job, how to ask for the raise. It was like so clear to me and how to feel good in their bodies and how to come alive and have fun. Like I could see it so well. 
I could feel it in my bones, that then I could go about the business of planning it. So again, let's just break this down because I want you to think of your own goal. If it's writing a book, amazing. I want you then, the first visualization is that you see yourself on the other end, you've turned it in to the publisher or for self-publishing, you see people reading the book, you feel the pages in your finger, you bring it up to your nose and you smell those pages, it smells so good. And then you're going to visualize yourself actually writing the book, the process of it. And visualize all of it, visualize the moments of genius where it downloads and it feels good and it's in flow and visualize the moments it feels hard because again, the more we visualize in our mind, the more our brain believes it's already done and therefore makes it happen. So now we can get about the business of how do we actually make it happen? Well, there's two ways to go about it and we wanna do a little bit of both. One, when you think of your big goal, the question always is, I don't know what to do. I don't know the first step. How many times have you said that to yourself? I don't know the first step. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. So we're always thinking of a first step. And that's really hard if we've never done something. So if I've never planned a big event like that, how do I know what the first step is? So another way to go about it is to reverse engineer it. Where once you have the idea of what it truly is, you have the big picture. Now you can say, well, what's the step before that? And what's the step before that? And what's the step before that? And what's the step before that? With the event, for instance, if I'm going to have this 12-hour event, well, the step to have a 12-hour event is I've got to have the technology, right? I've got to have the team who can do it. I've got to have people there. I've got to have speakers there. And so it's like, all right, let me break down. So the technology, let me back up. What are the various platforms? Okay, then research has to be done on platforms. Okay, then I need someone on my team who researches platforms. Okay, I need to ask, first step, I need to ask someone on my team to research platforms to do this. Do you see how I just reversed engineered that to the very first step? Similarly, okay, I want 12 hours of content. (laughs) What do I want to be there? I know I want some exercise. I know I want some speakers. I know I want these kinds of messages. Okay, so The step before that is I have to have speakers who say yes. The step, actually, the step before that, now that I know how it all works, the step before that is that I actually have to have a schedule done. Well, for the schedule to be done, I have to have speakers who give me their timelines of when they're available during that day. And for that to happen, I have to have speakers who have said yes. Now, for that to happen, I have to ask speakers. Now, for that to happen, I have to have a list of speakers who I would like to ask. First step, make a list of speakers. Do you see how the reverse engineering process can actually get you to your first step? And so that's what I did. The first step I took was write down a few speakers that I would love to speak. And then I contacted one of them. I thought of who is the person that I most want to speak and that I think I've got a pretty good shot of saying yes And one of my professors in graduate school was Dr. Angela Duckworth, who is the author of the New York Times bestselling book, Grit. Her TED Talk has been watched, I don't know, last year it was 4 million, so it's probably up to 6, 8, God knows how many millions of of views. And she was the kind of professor who would say, I'll do anything for my students that I can. And she had always been totally open when I did the Women's Happiness Summit, when I did Women's Happiness Day. 
She was always so generous with her time and with her capabilities. If she was able to do it, I thought I had a pretty good shot. And she has such a message. And I felt like during the pandemic and with everything we were going through, we needed the message of grit. So I shot her off an email. I was nervous, right? I was a little bit sick. What if she says no? What if she's busy? But I did it. And I briefly explained what I was trying to put together and that I would love for her to talk. And here's the thing I did. I said, I'm going to make it really easy for you. You don't have to prepare anything. We'll just get together for a half hour on the screen and I will interview you live. You don't have to dress up. You don't have to, like, I made it really easy for her. Not a keynote that she had to prepare and do slides. I knew I wanted to make it really easy for my speakers to say yes. So again, as you're thinking of your own first step or your own steps, how can it be the easiest yes for anybody who needs to be involved? So I said, I'm just going to interview you live. Come as you are. Don't have to do a thing. And she got back to me and said, happy to do it. I can do 20 minutes that day. I was like, you're on. 20 minutes is perfect. Well, now that I had my first speaker, now I had an event. Right, because it could have just been Angela and me and that would have been amazing and people would have loved it and they would have gotten a ton and it would have been enough for me to promote it and market it. And so, yay, I have an event. Once you do the first step, you have momentum. So whatever the first step is, if it's technology, and by the way, at the same time, I can't remember if it was Rachel or Josh, one of them started looking at technology and reverse engineering, one of them started working on marketing and what do we need to do to really have people come. So we had this final goal, we reverse engineered each piece and then each one of us took a step, what's our step? So I invited the first speaker, boom, now I have an event. And so for you, if your big goal is writing the book and you reverse engineer it, that the first step is an outline, Well, once you sit down for an hour at your computer, once you even take the very first step of booking an hour of time this Saturday at noon, and you tell the people in your household from noon to one o'clock, I am busy. That is my time. You will feel so good that you booked the hour. Then now you have momentum. This is what we need to make any goal happen to achieve any goal, to make any desire happen. We need that momentum because you know what it's like when you are in a car and you're at a red light. And as soon as the red light turns to green, you hit the gas and it takes a while for the car to speed up. But if you're in the left lane and at the same time, a car zips by you in the right, right? You were at zero miles per hour at the red light. And let's say you can go up to 60 miles an hour and the person next to you is already at 60, then they zip. They go right by you. Well, that's because they had the momentum. They didn't have to stop. So if you've been stopped in a dream or you haven't yet tried or you've been stuck, that first step is the hardest step because it's like you're at the red light and you've got to hit the gas. And I know when you're on the social media or you're talking to friends or you're listening to the podcast, whatever it might be, it seems like everybody else is at 60 miles an hour. Well, they've hit red lights before too. They had to get going too. But this is why we want to take whatever is the very first step, right? So like once I had my list of speakers, that was the first step. And then I was like, yes, 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 it's happening. I can feel it and I celebrate and I get excited about it. So whatever is your first step, if it is booking that one hour for yourself, then you want to celebrate the heck out of it because now your brain is like, yes, yes. The way your brain works, your brain is always working 
to either move forward towards something that is rewarding or to move away from something to avoid. Move forward, reward, move away, avoid. And that is how the brain, because it's a survival mechanism. So if you celebrate and you're like, yes, this is happening. I'm so awesome. I'm so excited. I have my one hour booked. Yes, I have my first speaker. Yes. Now you have the momentum. First of all, your brain is like, move toward, move toward, because you told your brain, this is good approach, as opposed to this is bad avoid, right? Approach, reward, approach. And now you have the momentum. That momentum is going to accelerate you and get you so much further, just like the car that was in the right lane and zips past you. Now we do the second step. Okay, so now I had one speaker. So what did I do? I then messaged the next few speakers and I said, I'm planning this event. Angela Duckworth is speaking at it. Would you like to join us? So now I've got proof of concept and I send it out to these other speakers. And now they're like, ooh, speaking with Angela Duckworth on the same stage. Yeah, I want to do that. Or, oh my gosh, this is like a legit event. Sweet, I'm in. Or they weren't able to do it or whatever the story might be. But this is how I started, right? I had to build momentum. Meanwhile, my team is doing their steps two, three, and four. And now we have a lot of momentum and we kept the visualization going. Every single week in our staff meeting, and probably every day at that point, because we didn't have a lot of time, we were visualizing it all happening. We were visualizing the women are signing up. We were visualizing the speakers are coming. And we were doing both the reverse engineering and the moving forward at the same time. So that on March 8th, we were able last year to have this 12-hour extravaganza. Rachel had totally figured out the technology. We did our technology run through the day before. It all worked seamlessly and beautiful. We had promoted it. We had our sponsors. We had everything in place so that women got this incredible experience and loved it. And now from last year, we have so much momentum because we knew more of what we were doing. And so what we were able to do for this year, right, the second time is always a lot easier, is have a step-by-step-by-step checklist and plan. These are the things that need to happen for speakers. These are the things that need to happen for marketing. These are the things that need to happen so that we could do it so much more easily this year. And so obviously, when you're going to get to your second time that you write the book or your second time that you are applying for the acting audition or the second donut shop that you open or the second time you go in for a promotion or a raise, like, yes, you will have more of an idea of how to do it. And we want to capture all of the learning from the past, right, to be able to carry forward. But just because you don't know how to do it yet doesn't mean that you can't do it now. Let me repeat that. Just because you don't know how to do it yet doesn't mean that you can't do it now. If my small team and I, we did bring one more person on, thank the goddess for Connie, but if our small team was able to pull that off, right, with American Sign Language interpreters led by the incredible MJ Grant and Marion, if we were able to do that in eight weeks, then you are able to do whatever your big, hairy, audacious goal is. The key is to stick with that joy, stick with that vision, stick with that momentum, and then we break it down step by step by step. So that this year, when it was like, all right, it's International Women's Day, it's coming up again, it's the same every year. It's so funny, like, it's kind of like Christmas or a birthday, like, do you ever get to December 15th and you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't bought any presents, or oh my gosh, I'm not ready for Christmas at all, or it's someone's birthday and you're like, oh no, I haven't sent the gift yet. It's the same day every year. 
we just like are so busy in our lives and we get so caught up and time goes and it seems like we have time and then all of a sudden we're out of time. So we did know that the date was coming up this year. And so we did have, thank the goddess, four months. Like we had a whole year, but we took four months to really plan this one. And this one, it was like, all right, the first thing that Connie did was make all of the steps into all of these checklists of everything that needs to happen. And that's what you can do, even if you've never done it before, whatever your goal is, when you reverse engineer something and you have all of the steps that need to happen, even if you aren't sure in what order, you at least have the checklist that you can then break down. What is one step I can take today? What's one step I can take tomorrow? So that this year, step number one was for Connie to make all of these spreadsheets that had all of these checklists. Whew, that already felt like, oh my God, the event is already planned. <laughs> okay, that felt so good. So that's another way you could go about this is, like I said, you think of all the things that need to happen. Don't worry about what order because then you can order it later. But you think of all the things that need to happen and turn them into an Excel spreadsheet so that you break down into the smallest tasks. And even if you have a task that's like invite people to the party, okay, there's like 10 steps in invite people to the party because there are the invitations, there are getting the stamps, there's addressing the envelopes, there's the guest list, there's the actual calligraphy. There's so many different steps within invite people to the party that if a step is too large, the brain doesn't know how to do it. The way our brains work, we have this beautiful ability to visualize something large in the future. But in terms of taking action, our brain needs small steps. And the reason for that is thousands of years ago, back when, you know, in early humanhood, people were only planning for the next few days of survival, right? Or the next few weeks. Can we make it through the rainy season? Right. This is when humans were nomads. Can we make it through this time, this short time? And so our brains were designed to think in much smaller, smaller, smaller steps in order to what to take. If we think of a huge goal, like if you want to start a podcast, it can seem overwhelming because there's the taping, there's the editing, there's what am I saying? There's the intro, there's the outro, there's the guests, there's your theme, there's the graphics that you're going to have, you know, the little cute picture. There's what are you going to name it? There's all the technology that I know nothing about. Thank God is for Josh. Like all of that. Like I'm sitting here in front of, I've got this mic, I've got these headphones, I've got like all these different boards that you can slide up and down that I have no idea what they do. I don't touch them made the mistake recently of bringing Shay down here and he touched them all and and Josh had to come and redo everything. So we cannot do that again. <laughs> but my point is, something can seem so overwhelming. And so if we make checklists and then we take each one of those points of a checklist and we break that down even further and we get to the smallest, the smallest, the smallest step, we either can hire and bring in somebody who knows how to do that step or knows how to do the whole thing for us, which is incredible. Or we at least have one teeny tiny step that you can go to the Google and figure out how to do it. One of my clients launched her own podcast. It's incredible. It's called Maybe I'm Not the Worst. <laughs> it's called I May Not Be the Worst, Brooke Miller. I just want to give a shout out to her because she conceived of, created, and published the whole thing totally on her own. She did all of the research. She did all of the how-to on Google, on YouTube. And it's a hilarious, incredible, such easy, digestible podcast about motherhood and maybe not being the worst. She's hilarious. She tells these amazing stories. It will make you feel so good inside. Total side note. But she learned everything on Google, on YouTube. We can figure everything out. As Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. But we have to break it into the small step and then the small step. So like this year, the first step for us in creating 
the Women's Day event was creating that checklist. Thank the goddess for Connie. Actually, I brought her back onto my team. Maybe that was the first step. Bring Connie back, right? Because she knew exactly what to do. So then she created the step-by-step. Brilliant. Now we have that. Now we can go one step, one step, one step. And then I knew, okay, my first step again is I'm going to ask a speaker. And the first speaker I asked was Chris Carlson. I knew she had this Lifetime movie came out. Her story is so incredible. I love the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff series. If you haven't read those, you absolutely should because they're so easy and digestible. They're kind of like the chicken soup books, right? Those self-help but feel-good books. And she said yes. And then I went to Val Burton and she actually said no because she's busy. She's flying somewhere to do another talk that day. And I said, oh, please, 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 Val, is there any way you can fit us in? So even getting a no, you can go back and find a way. Actually, during lunch hour of the Women's Day event, I do one pre-recorded interview so that I can have a bite, right? Because I'm on for 12 hours straight interviewing all these people, these panels, a panel on sensuality, a panel on entrepreneurship and leadership, a panel on happiness, a panel on parenting. So I need a break to eat and go pee. And so I said, oh, Val, what if we pre-record? What if you're my pre-recorded? And she said, yes. So you always can find a how. That's another step. Instead of saying, I can't, or it's not possible, or you hear a no, you remain committed to your goal and you ask, well, what is possible? How can I? Those are my favorite questions. I always ask, what else is true? What else is possible? How can I do this? And listen, if she ultimately had said, no, I just can't, then I totally would respect that. Okay. I asked Mama Gina, Regina Matamashower, and last year she said no to me, but I went back. Right. So it's like this persistence, this commitment, this telling people your dream. Back to my client who's going to be singing, tell people your dream. Might they look at you like you're crazy? Sure. Might they think you're an idiot and it'll never happen? Sure. But who gives a flying F-U-C-K? Tell people because you never know which one of them is going to say, oh, I can help you. Or I would love to do that. I posted on Facebook that I was looking for someone to help me with PR, with public relations. And someone messaged me and said, what are you looking for? And I said, oh, I would love to talk about the Women's Day event on the Today Show. And she said, oh, I know someone who works there. Send me the info. Boom. Like what? So we just never know. I don't know if it's going to come through or not. But if you don't tell people your dream, how could they possibly help you? The truth is people love to help. And that is what I have found over and over and over again. The event is totally free, but I do sell the recordings for only $97 before the event. So I wanted a nonprofit to be able to give some proceeds to. A friend of mine was like, oh, I have the perfect nonprofit for you. Boom. So when you tell people what you want, you tell people a dream, it can happen. And the universe helps to make it happen. And so I want you in this time between two, 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 and two, 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 or whenever you're listening to this podcast, I don't care if it's the middle of July, you hone in and you say, what is that big, audacious, hairy, delicious, yummy goal desire that's going to make me feel so proud? And you commit to doing it because it does always begin with commitment, with decision. As you know, if you've listened to the Purpose Girl podcast for any amount of time, I believe that positive psychology, the science of happiness comes down to two words. And those two words are I choose. I choose, you choose your destiny, you choose your mood today, you choose who you surround yourself with, and you choose if you're going to take steps toward your goal. And you wouldn't be listening to the Purpose Girl podcast if you weren't ready to choose 
saying yes, period. So it begins with that choose. And so last year on January 8th, I chose to do the world's largest Women's Day event. Do I know that it was the world's largest 100%? Well, no one's ever argued with me and I haven't heard of a bigger one. So I'm still claiming it. I'm still claiming that this year on March 8th, 2022 is going to be, again, the world's largest event for International Women's Day because I know we'll have thousands of women register. You can register totally for free. Your mom, your sisters, all your colleagues, take this to your HR department, have all the women at work register. Like, why not? You get so much content from incredible speakers, incredible panelists on entrepreneurship, on leadership, on wellness, totally free. So we start with deciding. So let me just break down these steps again, just so you can have them. Number one, you're going to decide you're going to commit. Okay, you're going to use the words I choose. And you're going to make it a sentence. I choose to run the world's largest Women's Day event. Or I choose to fill in the blank. I choose to write this book. It is done. You're going to decide it's done. Step number two, you're going to visualize it already done. Full body visualization with all of the senses. You're going to smell it. You're going to taste it. You're going to see it. Step number three, you're going to visualize yourself doing the thing, doing the daily action of it, creating it, the good, the challenging, all of it. You're going to see it in process. Again, the more you see it and you visualize it, the more it's done. With that visualization now, because you have the big picture, now you can actually know what are all the things that need to happen. And you're going to reverse engineer it. You're going to go backwards, reverse engineer. If I know I'm going to have this big event, then I'm going to have the speakers. I'm going to have the people there. There's going to be marketing. There's going to be sponsors. There's all these things. And now you can start reverse engineering and back it up into the first step. And there might be several first steps, right? One first step for people there, one first step for speakers, et cetera. One first step for technology, but you're going to back it up into the first step. The smallest first step. And then you're going to take that step. And then you're going to be on momentum. You're going to celebrate, celebrate. Even if the first step is asking somebody and you get a no, you're going to celebrate that you did it. That is what is going to fuel you forward. And then you're going to recommit to doing it. You're going to recommit to that purpose. This is why I love purpose. It stays us committed to our goals. There's the bigger why. You're going to have that bigger why and you're going to stay committed the whole time. And then it's going to happen. I can't guarantee the timeline is going to happen. Like I knew mine had to happen on March 8th. And something was going to happen on March 8th, whether it ended up being the biggest or not, it was going to happen. So it's going to happen for you too, if you take these steps. And so with that, my love, please, please, please join us on March 8th for the second annual The Women's Day event, the world's largest event for International Women's Day. All these amazing speakers, panelists, exercise classes, meditation, dance. I mean, the full range is coming to you 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern You're going to freaking love it. You can come to a tiny bit of it. You can come in and out. My mom last year came in and out. My best friend came in and out. So you can come to some of it. You can come to all of it. Invite all the women you know. It's totally free, thewomensdayevent.com. And use these steps to make 2022 the year that you feel so proud of yourself for doing the audacious thing, for doing the thing that you were born to do. Because that's how you make a difference. That's how we change the world one woman at a time. With that, my love, may you live purposefully, may you love yourself, and may you love life. Bye for now.